0: You know what? I don't think this is Nancy's first time, man. Uh, No, seriously. Seriously, does she seem like this is her first time?
1: Tactic, it's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize and then you, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest and then you merchandise it. And then you write it and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press. That this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear. And then it's called the wrap up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. And it's it's, it's self evident tactic.
0: I, I, don't, I don't think it's the first time. Oh, by the way, did you guys hear that President Trump had uh, the nuclear codes? Oh, no. I read it, reported that that President Trump had the nuclear codes, but it was in Melania's underwear drawer, but in in with the, the good underwear. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City
1: Exile, Todd Herman.
0: Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. You hear him every Friday on our program, Zach Gamerham from Bulwark Capital Management, Partner of the Week. You know, God works in just the most mysterious ways. The brotherhood that's been created, God's created between myself and Zach, um, I can still remember the first time I saw him walk into the uh, the, the studios where KTTH was. I kind of knew who he was uh, because my friend Dory told him about me or told me about him and he was a listening to the program. And here we are these several years later and I've gotten to know him as a man and huge respect. It's KnowYourRiskRadio.com. Now, Liz Cheney, she is deeply, deeply hurt, you guys. Deeply concerned. Um, Liz Cheney, you know that she is a huge, huge supporter of cops. That's why when they have been murdered at two to three times, the rate prior to the Black Lives Matter Incorporated protests, riots, and murders, that's why she remained utterly silent. That's why she said (laughs) said nothing. Uh, That's why when her dear... Dear friends, Nancy Pelosi and Chucky Schumer and the like were part of the defund the police hysteria. That's why Liz Cheney took a very strong stance of saying nothing. And demanding nothing. But when it comes to the FBI and her precious January 6th committee, which is a demonstrable show trial because there is no defense attorney. There's no defense. They're not demanding, nor are they excep- accepting any exculpatory evidence, nor are they looking at the role of the FBI in this. But when it comes to some opportunity for the FBI to produce a, some piece of paper that they find in, in Mar a Largo, then she's gonna come out strong and hot. Oh, and and she just loves law enforcement so much. Liz Cheney said on Twitter that she's ashamed to hear members of her party attacking the integrity of the FBI agents involved with the recent Mar a Largo search. She's using the MSNBC phrase search. It was a raid, it was not announced. They pulled up, they demanded entry, they got it because they're the FBI. She continues, these are sickening comments that put the lives of patriotic public servants at risk. Um, No one's attacking the agents. President Trump apparently, according to the media, revealed the names of the agents in the search. Now, why would you do that? Well, The FBI has six agents on Trump land who decided to go in in, in, in frame General Flynn. They said, "We're going to go see if we can get him to lie." That—that's what they said in their discussions. They went with an intent to create a trap a perjury trap so why would you not then at this point put out the names of the agents to say hey are these some of the agents who were involved in the Russia hoax in the urine tape hoax in lying to the FISA courts twice and no one really getting punished for this Uh, maybe it's one of the agents who doctored emails because that happened. But don't worry, that guy's been reinstated. He got his law license back. He's good. He he forged a document, well, changed a document, which is a forgery, and submitted it to a court knowing it was a forgery. And he, he was for a little while in, in some hot water with the uh, with the credentialing organizations for lawyers, but he's okay now. That was was probably a a scary couple of months for him, but he's fine now. When there are double standards, there are hidden agendas. Everywhere there's a double standard, there's a hidden agenda. Liz Cheney has no concern about Black Lives Matter Incorporated or Antifa, or if she does have those concerns, she doesn't say anything, which is, again, a double standard, which means that in the case of Liz Cheney and so many other people, there is a, a, um, a hidden agenda. Now, do you remember with the radio show so many years ago, I eventually said, in fact, fairly quickly said, um, the election is COVID and COVID is the election. You remember that? They're attempting to make the FBI the election and the election into the FBI. And this is a rigging of the election the same exact way they did it last time with the selective medically useless deadly lockdowns. And the 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 terrifying of Americans, and so many people have never mentally recovered from that. Then the forced the forced movement towards the fraud prone uh, mail in balloting system, which is an utter joke. And then all of a sudden, it was okay to vote in person. And you know the story. I don't need to repeat the story. I don't need to repeat the Hunter Biden, the, the media hiding stories that was rigging. And what they're doing right now with, with President Trump and the FBI this close to the midterms is they have nothing else. And so it's a rigging, and it's a rigging happening right before our eyes. The Federalist writes about this. The 2024 election is being rigged right now in plain sight. And the media is attempting this, but, man, this is, this is having some serious blowback. That's why this hapless little man, Mer- Merrick Garland, had to go stand in front of a camera and read a teleprompter. We'll get to this next hour when we talk about the method. Or as uh, as one of my favorite writers at Substack calls it, the maneuver. These are the steps that the technocrats and party bosses take to try to confuse people or try to make people feel small, too small to argue. And he does a really, really good job of precisely breaking down the steps. And it starts with statement of authority or appeal to authority. So they, they're trying this with Merrick Garland, but he's not a man who has any moral authority. And it, it comes clear. He stands in front of a teleprompter and reads a bloodless, uh, passionless, uh, ridiculously cold statement that he's not going to stand by and watch good cops vilified. And again, Merrick Garland is a couple of weeks. Uh, it's only a couple of weeks since he allowed people to stand outside the homes of Supreme Court justices and threaten them. He has had very little to say about the guy who drove across the country to murder all three, so-called conservative jurists in his mind. Oh, incidentally, that 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 guy is a man who thinks he's a woman, and if he's on estrogen, that stuff will whack a man out. It's not it's not supposed to be in the bodies. It's classic that that people become violent and weird when they start taking that when men start pumping estrogen into their bodies. But yeah, Liz Cheney, she's woken up to the fact that, oh, the, the agents are being criticized. We must never criticize the agents because, of course, there's never been any reason ever to criticize the FBI.
2: So Intel Pro is the name for the effort by the Bureau to destroy people and to destroy organizations, or as they use the words, disrupt and neutralize.
0: And we'll hear the rest of that towards the end of the podcast. That's from the Church Committee of 1975. Trump's lawyer went on, um, she was on with Steve Bannon on Steve's podcast, The War Room. And this is a little comparison to her, the lawyer, uh, and the the sad and deeply, deeply conflicted, um, dishonest and very, very dangerous Merrick Garland. So Christina Robb versus Merrick Garland.
3: I got there, you know, I wanted to see the warrant. I asked to see the warrant. They gave me a little bit of pushback on that. It took a minute. Uh, and then they eventually showed it to me. They wouldn't give me a copy. Ho, ho, until ho.
4: Copies of both the warrant and the FBI property receipt were provided on the day of the search to the former president's counsel, who was on site during the search. They wouldn't initially show you the warrant?
3: That's correct. I had to they they made me fight them for it. They didn't make me fight too hard. It lasted maybe a minute, no more than two. But they made me, you know put my lawyer hat on and use all the reasons why they had to show me the warrant, which they did and they wouldn't give me a copy of it. Part of it, the affidavit, the probable cause for why they're authorized to do this is sealed. So I wasn't allowed to see that. Uh, I think that's that's very telling uh, that they don't want people to know what probable cause they have.
4: The search warrant was authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. The property receipt is a document that federal law requires law enforcement agents to leave with the property owner.
3: You know, we all were aware that they were looking for information and had performed a thorough search, as John Solomon reported, and uh, we weren't aware of any problems, any anything that wasn't completed. And so to, to see the probable cause would really help add some clarity as to what happened well, and where the breakdown was. And I, you know, I said, I'd like to see what you're doing. I'd like to see where you're going, what you're searching, all that. And they, they wouldn't let me. They basically relegated me to anyone who's, who's been to Mar-a-Lago or seen like aerial pictures. There's a big circle drive right outside the main ballroom. And I pretty much had to stand at the circle drive. I wasn't allowed inside anywhere. Uh, they just kept me relegated outside. It was hot and I was out there for probably, I don't hold, know, hold seven hold hours.
4: Justice will speak through its court filings and its work. Just now, the Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court
0: approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. So what did they look for? And what gave them the reason to go look for this? Liz Cheney is deeply concerned about the uh, that we protect the the honor of the FBI agents, and that of course, even critiquing their work is is un, is unheard of and unAmerican. Tristan Justice at the Federalist writes that the FBI search warrant authorizing a government raid of former President Trump's Florida residents sought an exhaustive list of anyone. <laughs> Of any White House records the president ever came in contact with, according to the document obtained by the Federalists. This included a napkin. They, <laughs> they took a napkin. Outlining the property to be seized by the more than 30 agents who rummaged through the former president's Mar a Lago mansion, the warrant demanded confiscation of any document Trump ever saw. <laughs> read or created for the entirety of his four years as commander-in-chief, they took everything, which means they were looking for nothing. They, they were looking for nothing or everything. Probably everything, which is nothing. In other words, nothing precise. There's a method of fishing that's outlawed in most places. You drop a half a stick or a full stick of dynamite into the water. And then you go around and scoop up fish. <laughs> fish that are stunned and dead. Some are stunned, some are dead. Man, it's a tidy, quick way to get yourself some uh, some fish, Mc, fish dinner. Now, there are many reasons to believe that the FBI was looking for the crossfire hurricane documents. Because this would be something that if President Trump is back in the White House, he can use to go after every single person who created the Russia hoax. That if he's put back into the White House, what I wouldn't say put back, but elected and and gains office again. That President Trump should and and well, number one clean house of anybody. <laughs> so bad at hiring people sometimes, but he needs to completely and utterly dismantle the FBI to the studs. And, and the CDC and the FDA. And he'd have the American people support with the FDA and the CDC if he could just turn the corner and admit that these injections are killing people. But don't get me started in that. We'll talk about that later this week. Here's an MSNBC analyst. She was on Twitter and she writes, brilliant tactical move by the DOJ in selecting statutes for the search. None of the crimes cited require documents to be classified. Any claim by Trump that he um, declassified the documents is irrelevant. She says as its brilliant tactical move to go perform an FBI raid on a former president's house for misdemeanors. And Merrick Garland says, oh, he personally approved the moral law lago research. And this is supposed to make us feel good? That that man, this conflicted man who has nothing to say about Black Lives Matter and Antifa or people threatening Supreme Court justices or an open border or cartels or sex trafficking at these high levels. He has nothing to say about that. He has nothing to say about his own FBI creating a kidnapping hoax in the state of Michigan and keeping the hoax together of trying the same thing in Virginia with the hapless Ralph Northam. Of being involved in, in gestating January 6th into what it became. Not gestating it, but agitating it into what it became. No interest in any of that. But yeah, he personally approved this. So this weekend when I was doing show research, I found a... In fact, this is a guy uh, who follows me. follows follow each other on Twitter. And I found his tweet where he was remembering some things that I'd forgotten about Hillary Clinton. There was this great email thread where Hillary wanted to read um, some classified documents, but she was traveling. And so she said, hey, I haven't gotten these documents yet. And the staff wrote back and said, they're having problems finding a secure fax. So Hillary said to her staff. She said, then change the, change the headers on the documents. Here's what she's telling her staff take classified information, erase the part that says this is classified and send it through an insecure line. That's Hillary Clinton telling an employee to break the law. And I took this guy's tweet. I put it into my show research. And then I'm using Google Documents. Don't ask me why. I'm using Google Documents. And I highlight his tweet and I'm going to insert the URL so you guys can see it later in the show notes on Substack. Google Docs steps in. And instead of linking to his tweet, they say they're linking me to articles that say it's not correct to compare. Hillary Clinton's case to Donald Trump's case, like two links. W- why isn't it correct? Hillary Clinton's case right now is, uh, is so far worse. So the FBI didn't provide the same rhythm to, to Donald Trump clearly that they did to Hillary Clinton. Jason Foster is a formerly uh, the chief investigative counsel with the Senate Judiciary. He worked for Chuck Grassley. He notes this. This is a great way to put it. You can't find what you won't look for. The FBI sought no warrant for the Clinton laptops. Instead, it negotiated and agreed to not look at the most important stuff. This is a negotiation between Clinton and the FBI. And so what he's saying, Jason Foster, is let's see the affidavit. Let's see what they look for. Why the runarounds on the questions about Biden foreign policy government bank records and the declassified crossfire hurricane documents? Did you know about Tobalt's political bias? Why are rank-and-file FBI agents' concerned about political bias being censored? So a- another reason to maybe name the agents in this is it goes to how many of these FBI agents were talking about hating Trump, Strock and Page, I referenced them earlier, the adulterous lovers. They're the ones who want to set a perjury trap for General Flynn. Those agents are, are corrupt. We are not to have picking and choosing of winners and losers. We are not to treat employees as worse than we treat ourselves or our family. We're to treat our employees the way we would treat our families. I'm we to care for our families first, biblically speaking here. I'm talking we're to care for our families first and foremost. That's our requirement. But we're not to treat others in this way. You're not to tell your staff to commit national security felonies for you and yet Hillary did this. And until we have the affidavits, we won't know why the FBI felt that they had probable cause to go do this. But it doesn't really matter. What was the probable cause to do crossfire hurricane? It was it was lies. The FBI is dead as an organization for any form of credibility. They've CDC'd themselves. A a proof of this, Barack Hussein Obama, mm -mm -mm, retained a whole bunch of documents. Have you heard how many documents he didn't turn in? And as you know, nothing was ever done. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a uh, former FBI deputy assistant director, Terry Trucci. Who says that Merrick Garland would not sign off on a warrant to raid the Unabomber, but he signed off to, uh, on the warrant to raid Trump. Oh, there's much more to what he said. I mentioned last week when we were talking about soda weight loss, uh, this little workout that I had this weekend. It wasn't little. Uh, man, it was Tough. And number one, I want to thank um, the two young people who went and did this with me, my coach and my physical therapist. Both of them are, man, they give me hope for the future. Godly people being fruitful and multiplying, uh, respectful people, hard competitors. And I think that they would even admit it was a really, really hard workout I programmed. And to do this at the age of 50, in the mid-50s. Um, in, in my mid fifties to do that and to not just survive it, but thrive within it. After two surgeries, you know, one an injury, one the sinus surgery. This is something that people can't do if the body's unhealthy and praise God. Just thank you, Lord, for giving me a body that can do this. Guys, if I had not done what I did to lose 150 pounds of unwanted fat, I couldn't have gotten through five minutes of that. Yes, this, this weekend, five minutes of it. And one workout only lasted five minutes. It was in a very intense five minutes. I couldn't have done a minute of it. And the second workout lasted a half an hour and I couldn't have done five minutes. When you take off the unwanted fat from your body, there's so much. It's not just the fact that I can move better. It's not just the fact that I don't get winded. It's the fact that I sleep better. I don't snore. It's the fact that I enjoy healthy foods better. One of the reasons that people, once they become obese like I was, that they they eat things like chips and they eat things like ice cream is we can't taste other foods. When you have a whole bunch of extra fat in your body, do you know that you can't taste the joy of a peach? Because the fat molecules get all up in your beak. And that's why you snore. The joys of dropping unwanted fat from your body extend into simple lifestyle things. Like we went out and celebrated our our wedding anniversary this weekend. Went out on a boat, on a cruise in a hundred degree weather and I wasn't hot. I could sit here all day and talk about the benefits of dropping unwanted fat from your body, but I'll just ask you this, are you ready? If so, then just go to SodaWeightLoss.com. They're health providers from way back. I've looked through their methodology. My wife is on this. Very dear family members on this. Countless members of, this, of the podcast family are on it. It's SodaWeightLoss.com. Soda stands for state-of-the-art. Why? Because they are. SodaWeightLoss.com. Barack Obama, when he left the White House, didn't quite do what uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton did, where they took artwork and they took furniture they, they did. They, they, in fact, they started doing that before they uh, before they left the White House. They started having White House pro- property shipped shipped out. The moving van started showing up. And later, uh, I didn't understand. Uh, there's no controlling legal authority over over stealing that, that bus to Thomas Jefferson. Uh, he didn't quite do that, but they, they, they were taking paintings and, and oh, we thought that was for us. And it's, you had the Obama people go through and steal the W's from the keyboards. Oh, it's, uh, uh, it, 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 it's just a prank. And okay, I guess it is a prank that has sold the W's from the White House. So they couldn't write George W. Bush. Town Hall has a story. If the Federal Bureau of Investigation is going to be roving around the countryside looking for presidential documents, then Barack Obama's residence must be next. So what they did in, in what Obama did and what he kept was about eh, three million records that that, that he decided to keep and and never get back. And there's never been a raid. In the middle of directing the difficult task of transferring the historically important records of the Obama administration into the National Archives, the archivist in charge, David Ferrerio, ran into a serious problem. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of key records are missing. A first-rate librarian, Fierrero, Fer, uh, has been driving a much-needed digital overhaul and expansion of the National Archives over the nine years of his appointment. This will greatly improve the ability of digital searching locally and remotely, as well as accessing files themselves. So, in, in, in trying to modern all, modernize all this, the uh, Obama library has been constructed. It's operational. It's open to the public. Um, tucked away, though, at Martha's Vineyard estate, that, that he, he wanted over 10,000 documents kept under seal. Boxes of paper from Mar-a-Lago already returned to the National Archives last February. They, they already returned them. But they're gonna, they did another raid and Obama's still holding on to 10,000 documents. At one point, it was 3 million. The LA Times reported that. That Obama had yet to return 3 million documents. There was no raid. This never stands up. You can't stand this side by side. Liz Cheney says nothing about any of this. And it's not just hypocrisy. And please remember that Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell had a little burst of activity. McCarthy said, blah, blah, look into uh, Blue Ribbon. Mitch McConnell said, explanation, blah, blah. Each was done through some 26 or 25 or 26-year-old staffer on Twitter. None of them are serious about it. None of them care. There are Republicans who do. Jim Jordan cares. Other people care, but certainly not the top of the food chain of the Republican side. They don't because they can't stand the idea of Orange Man coming back. But now we get to Merrick Garland and we get to Garland's as a DOJ employee. Jess was, no, it was Fox News had a former FBI Deputy Assistant Director, uh, Director, Terry Tucci on the program. And he talks about a juxtaposition. This is not an accident. He talks about a juxtaposition of how Merrick Garland treated the Unabomber versus President Trump. But this is consistent. This is an ideology. This is not stupidity. It is an ideology. It is a cultural revolution. I've been saying this for six years. They are demonstrating to the left you can do whatever the blank you want. Anything that furthers the party, you want to destroy cities, destroy them. We'll bail you out. You want to ship drugs into the country, ship drugs into the country. We won't prosecute you. You want to bring sex trafficking cartels into the country, bring sex trafficking cartels in the country. We will not prosecute you. You want to teach kids in kindergarten how to masturbate themselves and others? Go ahead. We'll encourage it. In fact, we'll write the checks for it. Anything that furthers the goals of the party and the goal of the party is to topple the country, to separate kids from families, to topple the very foundation of society. You want to keep your strip clubs open and shut down the churches? Go ahead. We'll back your play. You want to come to the homes of of originalist Supreme Court members and threaten to kill them and scream bloody murder and walk around in fake bloody pants and fake bloody panties outside their houses all day long? Go ahead. We don't care if it's illegal. We won't stop you. This is not chaos. It is not confusion. It is not incompetence. It is not impotence. It's none of those things. How do I know? Because it's too consistent. Incompetence breeds chaotic results. These are not chaotic results. I give you the state of Washington. We talked about this last week, the former state that the separate country. The the thug who gets to call himself Attorney General of Washington is bragging about bankrupting a man because he either made mistakes in campaign finance or he appropriated funds for himself in campaign finance. Either has been done thousands of times by politicians. The thug AG in Washington state or the former country, or the former state of Washington, Bob Ferguson, in all likelihood is guilty of five or six campaign finance felonies himself, some of them worse than this guy Tim Iman committed. Those of you from Washington state know who Tim is. It is not. It is not an accident. It is not chaos. It's not impotence. It's not stupidity. It's immorality. It is attacking the country. It is an ideology of destruction. That's what it is. It comes through Marxism and it comes through critical theory. That's what it is. That's who Merrick Garland is, full stop. So none of this is accidental. Again, he went on Fox News and talked about his time working with Merrick Garland.
5: I worked for the FBI that existed as recently as 20 years ago has been itself transformed. It is no longer independent at all, and it no longer has agents who will speak up, even if they're talking to the FBI director and say, look, that may not be a good path or a good decision. Perhaps we should consider something different. The FBI I was in was uh, highly agitated when uh, decisions like this came along and everybody had a voice. And uh, fortunately, we worked at a time when, when people listened to each other. That's not happening now. Uh, And I've never said this publicly, but I'll just tell you right now because it just sickens me to watch and listen to Merrick Garland. Because Merrick Garland was in charge of the prosecution at DOJ of the Unabomber. And uh, I have to tell you something, he would not recommend to the AG that our search warrant to get into Theodore Kaczynski's cabin be approved. He and his group of attorneys had us working till two or three in the morning. of of April 3rd, and finally the AG, Janet Reno, along with uh, Louis Free, they stepped in, they approved the search warrant anyway. Now that was a case where we had bombs on airplanes, we had threats to blow up airplanes in midair, we had people killed with bombs for 18 years. He wouldn't do anything, he would not recommend to the AG that we get into that cabin on April 3rd. He didn't see the urgency then, and he didn't seem to care about agents being up all night trying to get ready for that. But on this, this is how he handles this. Uh, we have, we have what was the last count, 75, perhaps, I'm sure that's real lowball, uh, of uh, potential people who are terrorists. They were on the terror watch list. They're in America today somewhere. The FBI has no idea where they are.
0: he doesn't care, Merrick Garland, not a word. But it's what the former assistant deputy director of the FBI said about why he thinks this might be happening. That's really chilling. You hear that in a second. Plus, remember General Hayden, Michael Hayden? Wait till you hear what he's doing. The um, process of retiring is, I was reading about this um, in Bible study. I don't know what, what does retirement mean to you? Because biblically speaking, there's no prescription for don't work. In fact, there's a prescription for the work becoming being an elder. Being an elder in the church community. And if it's not being an official elder, it's being a spiritual parent. And a great retirement, a well-funded retirement can provide you with a third act in life, or a fourth act. Now, certainly, when we retire, I don't think that w- w- those of us you know who've worked our whole lives um, are saying, "Hey, I want to keep doing the same exact thing." Maybe some of us do. Maybe some people say the whole idea of retiring sickens me. And but what about just the security of being able to do it? I want to ask you a question. On a scale of one to ten, how certain are you? that you've got the retirement locked. How certain? Now, follow-up question. How do you know and compared to what? I'm going to give you an opportunity uh, Thursday, this week, the 18th, to go to a free live webinar with my friend, Zach Abraham, from Bulwark Capital Management, the chief investment officer there. So, in this webinar, Zach is going to go through a lot of the common questions, but a lot of the uncommon ones. He and I chatted last week about this upcoming webinar. He's going to touch on the most current news and how it affects retirement, the most current happenings with the Fed, and how it affects things like Social Security and long term care and retirement. Now, when you take the happenings of today's news cycles or tomorrow's news cycles and you examine dynamics like the, uh, the the French deciding to shut down one-third of their nuclear power plants or the Dutch farmers being told you're going to have to destroy one-third to one half of your food stocks your your, your livestock you're going to have to destroy them and not sell the meat does that change that calculus that one to ten. When we're looking at planned food shortages, how does that change your calculus in terms of retirement? Now, none of this lifts from us the responsibility to become spiritual parents, but we have to, in order to do that, we've gotta be able to feed ourselves. I encourage you to attend this free live webinar with Zach, uh, with Zach Abraham. It's easy to get into, but it requires that you register because there's not limited, unlimited seats. Yes, it's free, yes, it's online, but they, they simply can't accommodate everybody. But they make it very easy. Just go to knowyourriskradio.com and sign up there. That's know, K-N-O-W, knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management and an investment advisor representative. Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So many instances uh, in the Bible where people were, were not really spying Sometimes they were the Pharisees or the Sadducees were following the Lord Jesus around and they were in the crowd. There's references in the Bible where Jesus said it references the Lord Jesus saying um, he knew their hearts. And so he said, why are you questioning? He knew what they were thinking, in other words. And there were countless times, of course, you know, the obvious one is Judas himself. Is it with a kiss that you betray the son of man, Judas? Is it with a kiss that he was a double agent? But look how he has come out in history and look how he's viewed. So this, this comment here by this former FBI assistant deputy director on Fox News is pretty stunning. And he says it reluctantly, but he says it. Now, what he was describing before was his remembrances of interactions with the hapless, conflicted, um, I think deeply, deeply evil, very, very dangerous Merrick Garland, who is part of the effort to destroy the country by toppling it in all the ways it's just talked about. None of this is chaos. Therefore, none of it comes from incompetence. These are ideologies at play. They're too lockstep. It's too obvious. He has a reason to believe that we may be infiltrated at the top of the FBI? We
5: might have, and I say this uh, very passionately because I also work counterintelligence for years in the FBI. Uh, we may very well have our own highest level of government penetrated by Chinese agents. And uh, the evidence is, is certainly on the surface and the patterns are there. I've worked this stuff, I know what it looks like and many agents feel this way and yet, we're going to retain we're going to go after uh, record retention violations which are misdemeanors it it really makes you ill and, and it's it's really made many of us feel uh, very passionate and very sick about what's going on with the bureau
0: now how could that be and what signs would exist for that now, he didn't get into detail but let me present some some or some signs name something the fbi has done for america recently anyone Oh, yeah, the Boston Bombers. Oh, that's right. They were warned and did nothing. Oh, the San Bernardino shooters. Oh, wait. They were not permitted to look at their social media. So when the female terrorist in San Bernardino lied about where she was from by naming a city that doesn't exist, they couldn't do anything. Um, Valdi. That's right. They were warned about that student and they did nothing. And we could continue the pattern. Fort Hood. They were talking about this guy being a terrorist and then they went and did nothing. But they were very busy on other things. Now, name an area in which they are not attacking. Let's start with God. Sure, they're attacking God. Hey, if you go to a school board and say God created man and woman, you're a domestic terrorist. Um, They're teaching their agents that men are women, which is a lie. And you're not to lie. Thou shalt not. Name an area where the FBI is, let's say, not attacking parenting. Uh, Name an arena in which the FBI has gone after, let's say... Known terrorist groups. Nada. Not domestically. What exactly would China have them do differently? If the Chinese Communist Party has infiltrated them, what would they have them do differently? I want to go back to Pelosi and the wrap-up smear. She's speaking here and the words roll off the tongue. It's like a, uh, it's like when you have Zach on, sometimes Zach will say something that only financial analysts say. I will have to stop and go, wait, 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 brother. What's that mean? What, what does that mean? Or you talk to a wrestling coach and um, they'll, they'll use some phrase for a move that, that, you know, most people have never heard of. What was it? It was an outside ankle sweep. What's this ankle sweep? How do you do it outside? It just rolls off the
1: tongue. It's a, tactic. It's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize and then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest and then you merchandise it. And then you write it and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's it's a tactic. And it's it's, it's self-evident. Tactic.
0: Bad editing in my part. All right. Wrap up smear. Some headlines. FBI Director Ray denounces threats after raid on Trump's home, deplorable and dangerous. You think that he used the word deplorable accidentally? And he's denouncing threats. Is he? Did Chris Ray denounce Black Lives Matter Incorporated? No. Antifa? No. Why? Again, it's an ideology. It's not chaos. Another one. Former NSA and CIA director Michael Hayden tweeted out a suggestion that President Trump should be killed. Ha! <laughs> General Michael Hayden. He uh, retweeted someone named Michael Betchloss, who wrote, Rosenbergs were convicted for giving U.S. nuclear secrets to Moscow and executed in June 1953. General Micah Hayden writes, sounds about right. And he's doing this in the timeframe of President Trump being accused of having national, of, of nuclear secrets and being accused of disseminating them to others, to other countries. Now we know, by the way, that Barack Hussein Obama mm, 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 gave gave access, China got access, not just to our, our our nuclear plans. He got to go, they got to go to our facilities and they came back and rebuilt all the nuclear technology we have. And again, it's an ideology. We heard Biden say, there's nothing special about being an American, you, 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 you can't even tell me what an American is. Well, yeah, it's an American is a United States citizen. That's what an American is. Ah, it's an idea. It's like a an guy. Anti- this is an ideology. It's all an ideology. None of it's chaos. Chaos, it comes from incompetence. And this guy gets to say this on Twitter. This is one of the guys who signed the October 2020 letter pretending that the Hunter Biden story was Russian prop propaganda. All right. But where was it going with all that? Why did I start with Pelosi in the wrap up smear? Because of this. Who did they smear? You. Me. They've been smearing us for three years. Well, a decade. They smeared us as racists. And then they try to prove that we're racist by merchandising garbage in the press. This past year, they said that we're all terrorists because we're all white supremacists. Because even if you like black people, even if you're yourself or black, you're a white supremacist unless you're a leftist who wants to destroy the country. They smeared parents at school board meetings. Then they talked about the danger of the militias during the lockdowns. Remember that? The selective, medically useless, deadly, politically targeted lockdowns. They talked about the militias crouching around. Millions of white supremacists outside the Capitol. And in fact, all the state's capitals ready to pounce and seize power. The second they let their guard down on COVID, they would seize power. And then the Michigan hoax. And Liz Cheney says, how dare you question the integrity of any FBI agent? Headline from Julie Kelly, two agents in charge of the primary um, informant, this in the Michigan kidnapping hoax, were also removed from the case amid scandal. One was moonlighting and using his position at the FBI to gin up business and another was accused of perjury in, in in a separate case. One agent instructed his informants to target a disabled Vietnam vet in Virginia to concoct the same plot against government, uh, Governor Northam. Mission is to kill the governor specifically. But, but, but Liz Cheney said, Don't you, how dare you question? How dare you question? The integrity of any FBI agent, because Liz Cheney knows these FBI agents who raided Trump's house, apparently she's been to dinner she's been to their house she knows them personally she knows them to be patriotic and upstanding and by the way how dare a conservative critique government how dare a citizen a mere citizen critique government i mean that's you're an enemy of the party at that point This is a news story from Michigan. This is about one of the FBI agents and now, I guess, courtesy of some common sense, he's a former agent. This is, again, not national news, it's local Michigan news.
3: Target 8, taking you inside the takedown of the FBI agent who led one of the nation's biggest domestic terror investigations. Tonight, for the first time, police body cam video of the first blow to the federal team prosecuting one of Michigan's highest profile cases ever, the alleged plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Former FBI agent Richard Trask is scheduled to enter a plea tomorrow on charges he beat and choked his wife, but Target 8 investigator Susan Samples discovered the former agent didn't just betray his badge off-duty, he also spewed vitriol online, revealing his personal politics amid perhaps the most politicized federal investigation in Michigan's history.
6: Domestic. Yeah, with strangulation. We don't know if he's armed.
0: These are the calls that can careen into chaos, turn deadly in an instant.
2: Uh-huh. Sheriff's office.
0: On this night, the risk ratcheted so much higher.
2: Sheriff's office, anybody?
0: This suspect doesn't just know police tactics;
2: he lives them. And counterterrorism, hate behind anyone. we getting the kids
6: out of the house right now, so we don't know if he's armed. He's been drinking. seen intoxicated.
2: Trask, T-R-A-S-K, and first name of Richard.
0: Richard Trask, not just any federal agent, but a lead investigator in the middle of one of the Fed's most critical cases. Did not
2: turning the volume off in this case. You said at one point right. you took your head and hit it against a nightstand?
5: Yeah.
0: How many times did did that? Multiple times, said Trask's wife. And incidentally, he did that according to the reports and the police reports because she would not do what he wanted in a swingers club. His wife would not. Perform sexually as he wanted so he beat her up with other people and other men women whatever it's a swingers club whoever parts they're just parts but yes Liz Cheney how dare we how how dare we reminder about the case man I'm turning into Bobby Brady again reminder turning about the case in Michigan Ted Cruz Talking with the disgraced Chris Ray, who says it's deplorable that people threaten FBI agents uh, because of the Trump raid, the raid on Trump's house. But it wasn't deplorable for Antifa, BLM, etc. cetera, ad nauseum.
6: There was the case against individuals charged with kidnapping and murdering Governor Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. That case ended up an absolute debacle where the four people who went to trial— Two of them were acquitted, two received mistrials. None of them were convicted on even a single charge. And the basis of the defense was entrapment that the FBI, that paid enforcements for the FBI, had suggested and had incited the conduct. Let me ask you, how many FBI agents were disciplined or reprimanded after that disastrous case And the misconduct that led to every defendant being acquitted or having a mistrial on every charge. Uh, Senator, I can't comment on a personal matter. I can tell you that that case, as I understand it, is now pending a a retrial, as I understand it. Well, the special agent in charge of that case has now been sent to D.C., to the Washington, D.C. office, and now leads the investigation regarding January 6th. Is that correct? That doesn't sound right to me. That does not sound right. The the, the name of the individual is Stephen D'Antuno. He was he was run out of the FBI Detroit field office. And by the way, I will point out that the lead investigator, Special Agent Track. Are you aware that he was apparently fired for allegedly beating his wife after coming home from a swingers party? And he'd made multiple derogatory political posts about President Trump showing political bias. Are you aware of that? I am aware of, I think, the incident you're describing uh, and action that was taken about it. Uh, to clarify on the first part of your question, uh, Mr. D'Antuano was the special agent in charge of the office, uh, the Detroit field office, and is now the assistant director in charge of the Washington field office. I thought you were asking about the agent who was responsible for the So the guy in charge got promoted and is now in charge of the January 6th investigation. The guy in charge of the whole Detroit field office is now in charge of the whole Washington field office. That is astonishing.
0: Is it? Uh, Is it? Uh, In a real world sense, of course it's astonishing. In the real world it's astonishing, but this is Washington, D.C. And we're not to question the party, and this isn't old. And this is why the FBI must be utterly, utterly dismantled. The FDA must be taken apart. I've been saying this for a decade. The administrative state must end. It is extra constitutional at best. They know they run things. They know politicians are temporary. They know they don't have to face elections. They take payoffs and grift and bribes everywhere. And the FDA has just made it official. Yes, we get paid by pharmaceutical companies. The CDC Has made it official. You bet our scientists take a rake when they force deadly drugs down people's veins like remdesivir. Yeah, sure, we got paid for that. So so what? What are you going to do? You're just a congressman. You're just a citizen. It's not like we're created by the same God. Oh. Yeah, we are. Maybe we don't worship the same God. Maybe they don't worship any God. 1975, the Church Commission.
2: COINTELPRO is the name for the effort by the Bureau to destroy people and to destroy organizations, or as they use the words, disrupt and neutralize. And in pursuit of this goal, FBI agents used a wide range of weapons, disseminating misinformation, creating animosities, and generally spreading havoc among the target groups. During those same 1969 inauguration ceremonies, the Washington field office of the FBI discovered that persons who were attempting to coordinate and control the demonstrations. The marshals of the demonstrators were a very useful and helpful group of persons in order to keep the demonstration orderly. Now what did the FBI do? They found out what citizen band was being used for walkie-talkies and they used that citizen band to supply the marshals with misinformation and pretending to be a unit of the national mobilization to end the war in Vietnam countermanded the orders issued by the uh, movement. Report after report about meetings of women who got together to talk about their problems. Now, how the Bureau got this information is not entirely clear, but it's apparently by informants. So we have informants running all over the country checking up about what housewives are talking about in their efforts to decide whether women should have a different role in the okay. society. Oh, Footnote on the 1964 Democratic Convention, a technique which was used there was the furnishing to the FBI of false press credentials by one of the major networks which the FBI then used in order to insert itself as a bogus newsman into legitimate discussions of political persons and protest groups uh, this included plans to suspend the writ of habeas corpus it included uh, ultimately plans for a, a master warrant of arrest whereby on the signature of the attorney general uh, and only that signature and without reference to the courts, thousands of people could be locked up. So is it
0: shocking, Senator Cruz? Power wants to replicate and humans fleshly desire unchecked By belief in a higher power will lead to this. And even if people believe in a higher power, so do the demons. Washington, D.C., and I've said this countless times, and as someone who's been discipled now, I get that it's a whole different level. It is godless. That's why there's no restraint. That's why they can't recognize the sexualization of children as the evil that it is, so many of them worthy of an FBI raid or a thousand. That's why they can't recognize debt and forcing other people to live in debt as immoral. That's why they can't see that they live not just with lies and they don't just occasionally slip up and lie. DC is a lie. All of it. And if you work in that that, that system and you are not constantly on your knees praying that you're someone trying to do good within a broken, lie field system that is, in fact, the whole thing is a lie. All of it is a lie. Well, then you need to repent. So Liz Cheney's going to lose her election. And a good Republican's going to go in. And then two years is going to be another election. And perhaps President Trump will be reelected. Perhaps Ron DeSantis will be president, but then they will go to DC. And this is why I will say it until the Lord takes me. Our victory in this starts with changing our culture, which starts with changing our homes. Mine first which charts through then extends to changing our communities and our neighborhoods and our communities and our cities. And it starts with a spiritual change until we make sure that we're nothing like DC. We can't expect God to really step in and really, really help. And for Liz Cheney losing her election, I I can tell that you're very sad. She'll be on MSNBC or CNN in a week. She's going to be fine. We all know that because she's a member of the party. That's the Todd Herman Show. I know it's easy to get depressed. I've had people say it doesn't make them feel better to know that God is in charge. If that doesn't make you feel better, then I'm I'm impotent to help. But he's not. Go to prayer to him and say, hey, I don't feel better that you're in charge. I'm afraid. Tell him you have faith, but just ask for help in your unfaith. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, Be kind and let's all of us, all of us ask for help with the areas in which we lack faith.